also really enjoyed a 7 nothing stomping of the Anaheim Ducks last Hell night, yeah. courtesy of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And right now on the phone, we have a gentleman who's probably kind of tired today. You had to call a lot of goals last night. Joe Bowen, voice of the Maple Leafs on TSN. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm good, Julia. How are you? It's always fun to have games that are in the right column under those circumstances because over the years, we've had a few that were on the other side of that coin, and that's a lot worse than uh, than what happened last night. Absolutely. I, we were watching that seven nothing game. It was kind of like, okay, this is a bit of this could be a little bit of a snooze fest. But when you put it into perspective uh, of all the things Leafs Nation has endured, we'll take a seven nothing win any night of the week. But, but Joe, I was thinking back earlier to start the season. You've seen this Anaheim team play the Leafs before this season. They took the loss in that one, and it was it feels like a, just a different team. They've really had a turnaround since that point. What's been the most impressive part of this turnaround for you? Um, their attention to detail defensively. Um, the goaltending's been good and at times very, very good. But I think that what we're seeing is uh, a team that has decided that um, if they work hard defensively and work well in their own end, uh, despite a myriad of injuries, especially the back end, uh, that they can be competitive. And they're getting timely scoring when they need it. Last night was a laugher, but throughout the course of this uh, uh, unbeaten streak, um, they have played very, very well defensively. And I think that that's the biggest uh, turnaround in the whole thing and and uh, uh defense wins championships that is yeah. stated just about every sport that you can think of but until everybody buys into that um it, it becomes just lip service and i think at this point we're seeing that they have bought into it i think the most impressive thing and we'll just stay on the defense for a second is they're basically tied with the islanders for the best team save percentage. Boston is the only one higher. The only difference, though, between the Leafs and the Islanders and the Bruins is the those other two teams, they've never had to play a third-string goalie. In fact, Boston and the Islanders have only once combined all year have had to use a third-string goalie. Toronto, and Shogun's played well, Toronto's had a third-string goalie play 10 games already this year. I think that, for me, is the most impressive thing. And you sort of touched on it, Joe, is that the goaltending's been good, but they've had to rely on a lot of depth goaltending, and yet they've got the same sort of defensive numbers as Boston and the Islanders. Well, the other thing, too, Matt, and I, I'm not privy to know what the, the, the defense tandems uh, on both of those other teams have been, but how deep have the Leafs gone yeah. into their defense core? And when you get someone like Connor Timmins, uh, picking up three points um, and literally taken off the scrap heap uh, in order to join the Maple Leafs. Um, I think it, 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 a lot of kudos have to go to, um, you know, Kyle Dubas and the scouting staff who have found some people within the organization to be depth pieces. And all of a sudden these depth pieces have had to play prominent roles. And I've been very impressed with him. And uh, I think that when you uh, you see that and you see how well Lilligren and uh, Sandine have come along with the added ice time and the added responsibilities, um, I think that you have to really kind of tip your hat to the management and the scouting staff who have gone out and made sure that they had this kind of depth within the organization or went out and found an additional piece to put in. And um, I think that that's one of the things that I have been – as impressed with as the goaltending and as the uh, team has thought 
about playing a total defensive game. I think it's been a really, really impressive um, debut for a lot of these guys in Leaf uniforms. Absolutely. And just to go micro for a second, because you said the name Connor Timmons. If people didn't watch the game, they look at the box score. They're like, well, he got three assists, but the first two, they were kind of secondary assists. But I thought Timmons, just the, the pass that led to the Kerfoot goal or, you know, the save he did to uh, keep the puck in the zone on the Tavares goal. I thought Timmons, like those are two high end hockey plays by a defenseman who hasn't played much hockey. No, exactly, and hasn't, hasn't scored a lot of points. I mean, this is his career high in, in points in a game. Um, and, and, you know, the whole and, – and then you take a look at one of the other things where they pieced together uh, Justin Hall with uh, Mark Giordano. And, I mean, from being booed out of the building one night, uh, Justin Hall has become a very solid defender – and Mark Giordano has been asked to play uh, a lot more minutes than what uh, I'm sure he was thinking was going to be the case with all of the injuries. And they have really stepped up their game. So um, there are a lot of people that you can kind of throw some bouquets at uh, who aren't showing up big time on the score sheet a lot, but have done a really, really good job of having to adapt to new partners having adapt to different situations within the uh, framework of the team and, and adapt to the amount of ice time that they've been asked to, uh, uh, to perform with. So um, that whole defense core, um, along with the goaltending, has been really, really good. Yeah, it's been so impressive, and, and all without Jake Muzzin and, and Morgan Riley, probably their two top defenders. Joe, do you think there's something to it in, in that the Leafs had no choice but to buckle down defensively, missing those couple guys, and, and previously TJ Brody, and that's kind of added to the way that they've all kind of had no choice but to buy in, and now they've seen it, and they think, hey, this looks pretty good. Well, they probably got tired of the coaches yelling in their ears. Right. <laughs> um, and and may, maybe it just managed to get through some of the uh, 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 membranes uh, inside the brains. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with you, Julia. I think that they realized that they had to do some things differently, maybe because of the injuries that they had, and, and they bought into it. And now the, the key is, can they maintain that? Can they uh, play the same way? throughout and maybe the other night when uh, things kind of got into a little bit of a run and gun when they were playing Calgary uh, they got away from it a little bit but uh, I thought against Anaheim after the first period they uh, I mean they just completely dominated that game and and played exceptionally well in their own end and really didn't uh, give uh, uh, Samsonov an awful lot to do after the first period. Absolutely, and really the only loser last night is was if you were not a fan of Hall & Oates because you had to hear that song seven <laughs> times. Joined by... Why they take a lot of flack for that? No! I... You know what, how come someone, everybody complains about it, but I never hear anybody say, here's a replacement. Oh, I, I learned... oh actually, Al's we... brother had a pretty good one to start the season. Who... I'll have to send it to your way. We, okay. We could do it. We could, By the way, every player has their own goal song. Maybe in December well, you get more holiday. how that's going to work that's out. so much effort for Game Ops. No, but how, how many goals are you really not too sure who the hell scored it? You know what, Joe? 
That is an excellent point by you. That is a great point by you. So, um, uh, I'm breakaways all of them. Okay how, okay, how about this? Month of December, it's all different holiday songs. In uh, October, we get oh. some Halloween. Thing. Listen, <laughs> we can work on this. February. Oh, yes. We certainly could work on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, Jack Armstrong could sing a couple tunes. We'll play it there. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of places there to go. go. Oh, um, so... Mitch Marner, last year was all about Austin Matthews, as it rightfully should have been, 60 goals. And now, it's, it's funny, the spotlight is going onto, onto Mitch Marner, and it, this feels like it's almost a little bit overdue. And the only funny thing, uh, Joe, and maybe you can help us, and this is a compliment to Mitch Marner, we're kind of running out of, uh, of adjectives. We're kind of running out of ways to talk about just what an incredible season he's having. Yeah, he's, um, I mean, he is Merlin the Magician. Um, he has eyes in the back of his head. Uh, Jimmy, Ralph, and I have often commented that it seems like Marner is sitting right beside us up in the press box uh, where he can see everything develop at a little bit of a slower pace yeah. and make creative plays because of it. Meanwhile, it's down at ice level where things are going a 1,000 miles an hour for a lot of people who wouldn't have even a remote thought of doing some of the things that he does on a regular basis. So uh, you're right. And, and the, the superlatives are there and they're warranted and we're running out of adjectives to describe it. But um, uh, just a, a, a tremendous talent. Um, and the other aspect, I mean, you know, one of the, the key parts of this season is going to be the five on three that they had to defend the other night when Marner's stick was broken, and now it's literally a five on two and a half, and he's out blocking shots. Sandine and Lilligren are blocking shots, and they kill off uh, the, the five on three. And I think a lot of that, that small sample kind of showed you the detail that they're looking at is trying to play defensively. And it was a big-time part of the hockey game. It was a big-time kill. And it also gave them a great opportunity to go on. But I think it also uh, echoed through the dressing room as to if these guys are doing it, then we've got to be able to do it ourselves. Absolutely. Joe Bowen on the phone phone right now, voice of the Maple Leafs. Um, okay, so it's a regular season, and this is about as hot of a stretch as we've ever seen from this Maple Leafs team. And you've had a chance to watch Matthews and Marner since they came into the league and, and this whole core as they've developed. Is there, and it's tough to say in the regular season, are you seeing an element of maturity from this group that you have yet to see? Well, I, I don't think there's any question that it, it starts with uh, William Nylander. Um, and, and I think the other guys may have shown the maturity a little bit earlier, but I don't think there's any question that we are seeing it in spades uh, as far as Willie Nylander's play is, uh, both with and without the puck, and in the offensive zone as well as the defensive zone. A talented, talented offensive player that has finally bought in to playing without the puck and being a dominant force uh, in retrievals, uh, in forechecking, in, in uh, getting to the dirty areas. Um, and I think that that's uh, as big an aspect of the Leafs' offense uh, this year is his development defensively. Um, and I think that that maturity we're seeing, I think we've already seen it with Marner and Matthews and obviously with Tavares. Uh, we're seeing it with Lilligren and Sandine uh, and some of the other younger players that have uh, 
kind of fit in the roles throughout the course of the third and fourth lines. But I think the, the, the absolute key to it has been the maturity of Willie Nylander. You know what I'm curious about, and I, I was going to make a joke about we all need to give Dallas Aikens a hug, but what I'm curious about is every great team goes through highs and lows, even the Tampas and the Colorados of the world. I'm curious about how the Leafs, and I hate to be projecting when they eventually lose, but eventually they will, uh, if they you know lose three or four. Because sometimes when things are going so well, once you go in a bit of a dip, sometimes it can be harder to get out of that valley. But now with this sort of higher level of maturity and so many of the players are older than what they were. Well, hell, we're all older than what we were. That's kind of a sleek point by me. But the one important thing here is I'm wondering how does this team react when they deal with adversity, something they haven't dealt with since the first time they played Anaheim this year? Well, I mean, it, it, you're talking about when they did uh, have the adversity. The, the start of their season was sputtering. Um, it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't good. Uh, there were all kinds of people jumping off the bandwagon, suggesting some major league changes, either uh, coaching or player-wise. So, I think that they have experienced that, Matt, and I think that that will uh, hold them in good stead when they do have this uh, streak end. And maybe they'll just, uh, you know, pick it right up and say, "Well, let's get on the on the wagon again and, and get another streak going." I mean, for uh, trying to keep pace with Boston as well as they've played, and I don't think that they've reached any kind of a spot in their schedule yet where they've had to face some adversity, but you would think that that might be coming. But I think that uh, the aspect that they have gone through it, they've understood it, they've made some uh, adjustments, uh, I think augurs well that they should be able to find themselves uh, digging themselves out of uh, you know a, a one or two game losing streak that uh, is obviously going to come throughout the course of the season, but I think that they have faced that adversity and and I think they've learned from it. Yeah, got to be encouraging knowing that they they dug themselves out of that hole at the beginning of the season and here they are flying higher than anybody in the NHL right now. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for hopping on with us after all those goals you had to call last night. Rest the voice and yeah. enjoy the rest of the day. Well, we're going to try and get through this blizzard tomorrow to get down there and do the game, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Joe Bowen, Voice of the Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah.